Hey everybody, Jordan Ostroff with Legalese Marketing, and this is Exhibit A Attorneys, where we interview attorneys and other experts across the country to talk about what it truly takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful lawyer. Joining me today, Thane Brown, not an attorney, and I believe as of Max Lockhorn uh, two weeks ago, he was successfully talked out of going to law school and trying to be an attorney by about 25 of us at the conference. So for for those of you who got to meet Thane, awesome. For those of you who did not, you uh, missed out a little bit, but you're here now to hear his insight and wisdom. So Thane, today we're going to dive into how to work smarter, not harder, the top CRM do's and don'ts. But before that, can you give everybody a little rundown of your background? Sure. Uh, so like we said, uh, like I was saying, uh, my name is Thane Brown. Um, I have a background in, you know, building spreadsheets for um, large, uh, like large operational things. And I have since uh, transitioned that knowledge into CRM building and automations, and it's been a really good time. Um, I did 12 years in property management. I've done more years in music management, and I love the fact that you can use CRMs across both. Uh, so that's all. That's really cool. Uh, so many wide varieties and things that you can use CRMs for. It's definitely awesome. Awesome. Awesome tool. There we go. All right. So we're going to dive into the top CRM do's and don'ts. And for anybody listening, uh, we'll start out by explaining to you what a CRM truly is. If you're unaware, don't get me, don't, don't be ashamed. But before that, I want to talk about our last episode. Our last episode aired on Monday. Today is Thursday. So this was Monday. We had Seth Price of Blue Shark, where we talked about how to avoid the internet witness protection program, AKA page two of Google. So Seth dove pretty deep into SEO. So what types of law it usually helps, how to start with it, how to age domains, some of the tips on it, what to do, what to don't do, um, et cetera. So if you're interested more in SEO, you got to listen to that episode with Seth. But now while I've got Thane, I want to talk about this. So first off, what does CRM stand for? So uh, a CRM is a client is stands for client relationship management, essentially. And so what does that mean? So it's, it can, you know, it's, it's basically a system that you create or use that helps you manage your relationship with your clients, how you talk to them, uh, what you know about them, what you, what information you store about them, you know, just things like that. So hypothetically and not hypothetically, cause this is my largest pet peeve. When you call the doctor's office and they take all of your insurance information and why you're there, and then you show up to the office and they hand you that giant stack of paper and make you rewrite everything that you already filled out online and over the phone, a CRM would solve that issue, right? 100%, completely, completely solve that issue. Cool. So when it comes down to a law firm having a CRM, what does the end of that look like? Like once you have a really good client relationship manager built into your firm, what does that look like to the firm's overall success, to the job title of the individual attorneys, to all of those things, and then we'll work backwards into some of those more specific do's and don'ts. Okay, uh, so in, at the end, I would say that it, it looks like something where you have direct contact to your clients at all times. So, and, and no matter what the messaging is. So you have created messaging, you have created, um, you know, visual, just things that you wanna get in contact with, with the audiences within your, within your, within your um, client base. 
um, and you it, it lets you easily contact them, communicate with them, keep your keep you on top of mind with them, um, keep them on top of mind with you, and you know you can remember things like birthdays in them. You know it it, it, it can get that deep. Awesome. All right, so we've got this. We've got our law firm. We built our CRM. We've got this lined up. So we're sending the right emails to clients. We're explaining to them, you know, how the case is going to run. They're uploading documents, yada, yada, yada. Do's and don'ts. What are, what are the biggest, I guess, I, I guess, let me phrase it this way. I mean, I, I assume the biggest mistake is, is law firms not having a CRM at all. Am I correct in that? Yeah, I would say that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big issue. All right. So once we jump over that hurdle, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see firms making when they do have a CRM? So a lot of times CRMs will allow you to, uh, so one of the biggest ones, let's start there with one of the biggest ones is not utilizing custom fields, right? It's not getting, it's not customizing the information to what you need it to be, right? It's using things just like regular, um, just enter text here or check mark this box. And those things don't necessarily get saved. So I would say that as far as do's and don'ts, it's customizing your CRM to what you need it for. You know, so you want to, if you're trying to take in, um, you know, the, you know, dates of certain incidents, you just, you you want to create a custom field for date of incident. You know, you don't want to just try to put a random date field in there and take it and get a date. You want to make sure that it is for what you want it for. So to the extent that you are starting this over the starting the CRM from scratch, I, it sounds like what you're saying is if you've already got intake questions you're normally asking, or if you've already got data points, you always need on cases, make sure you're getting that information as soon as possible, as soon as makes sense. I mean, something along those lines, right? Yeah, I would say as soon as possible and as many times as possible to make sure that you can confirm them. Well, I assume with a good system though, they're not going to have to re-enter the same information over and over again. Right. Yeah. But information can change. You know what I mean? Over time. So it's, it's, it's a thing where maybe you want to not keep asking the information, but you want to know what it is at the, at the top level. So if it changes, it's something that you can quickly update. Makes total sense. I mean, I imagine things like, you know, if you're billing the case as it continues on for PI, you know, you're going to have clients who go to more treatment or get extra medical uh, records you have to request, extra doctor's appointments that they schedule, things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. And you want to keep record of all those things as they change, as they get updated. And, you know, there are ways to there. Sometimes you want both dates. You know, what was the first date that it happened? And what was the last date that it happened? Or what was the amount billed at this date and the amount billed at this date? And that will even give you more information about what you're dealing with. So... I mean, I assume most of that stuff you're going to get during intake, during that initial consultation, you're going to update it as the case continues on. So it sounds like we can use a CRM really throughout the entirety of a case. Yeah, for sure. You can use it uh, for intake. You can use, you know, there's ways to use whatever CRM you want to use for actually doing the legwork of the case as well, collecting the documents, uh, sending out correspondence. It can do all of that. All right, so then I guess let's break it down kind of stage by stage. So from my perspective, I guess you've got like the marketing side or that pre-lead stage. You've got once they reach out to contact, you've got, um, you know, initially hiring or onboarding the client, you've got the fulfillment of the case and you've got after the work is done. Does that sound like a, 
an easy way to break it up into yeah. different parts? Yeah, fair, completely fair. All right. So from the standpoint of having a great CRM in place, how are we using it in that marketing stage? You know, before the client has ever reached out to our firm, what can we utilize the CRM for? So one of the places that you can use it for is tracking your leads, where they come from, where, so for instance, right, you can, let's say, you know, that you're running this ad and this ad is going to a certain place, right? This certain place converts this many people from leads into clients, right? You know all that kind of just from spot checking, looking, counting on your fingers, right? But if you put all that information in a CRM, you know it like that, real-time information. And so like, that's what's great. And you can do that to say, add a landing page A versus add B landing page B. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about the ability to track every marketing effort in a pretty granular way. Cause you're, what you're saying is it's not necessarily just like, this is what I get from Google ads. We can subset each ad into its own landing page, into its own system, into its own flow. Exactly. And it's, it's really about creating your system and having the CRM work for your system. And that's why it's important to make sure it's, it's customized to what you need it for. I just want to highlight um, to anybody who's, who's watching this live, if you have any questions, go ahead, drop them as comments here. And we'll try to address your stuff specifically because obviously we are here for you all. All right. So we're tracking our marketing efforts. We got that dialed in. We know which ads are the best. We know which social posts are the best. We've got all that stuff and we've landed a fish. We've got that client on the hook. We've got that potential lead. They've reached out to book a consultation. Kind of walk me through what a CRM should do during that stage for a law firm. So a CRM can be used wide in that in that whole section right because the 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 part from capturing the lead and them saying like hey i'm interested in you can i talk to you all the way to them being like hey you are the person that i want to use there's like a lot of things that can happen in between there right so you got things like um emailing to make sure you follow up with the with uh the reminders like hey you booked a consult with me uh it's at this time it's on this day you know and so you can use your CRM to do that for you, you know, send that piece of communication out for you, email, text message, however you want, you know, digitally, of course. Um, so you can send that out like that. Um, another thing that you can possibly, depending on the platform that you're doing it on, right? If they, if they use features like e-signatures, e you can even send your contracts through it and have your contracts be signed and sent back to you from a client. You know, that it, it, depending on the platform you use and what you want your platform to do, you can get it to do all of that for you. And so even down to saying, hey, like now they have signed that engagement agreement, they've agreed to be your client. Like you can even send out, you can use that point to say, hey, thank you for being a client with me. I'm so glad that you're here with us. You know what I mean? It's, it's those little parts that can help you as, you know, uh, single practice, attorney, uh, multiple attorney, you know what I mean? Like it can help you across all of those fields. And uh, Jordan's pro tip, also think about what you want to do if you are specifically not going to take the case. Like for example, for us as a personal injury firm in Florida, the Florida bar has outlined some recommended practices when you turn down a case. So obviously if you've determined it's not the right practice area, it's not the right geographic area for you, give them a referral to somebody who's closer. It's not the right practice area, give them a referral. 
it's not a viable case, you know, given the information about that. And obviously, you know, look, we're lawyers, we want to cover our own butts. So oftentimes that might just say, hey, look, we don't think it's right for us to take, get a second opinion. You know, here's the information for local legal aid. Here's some other attorneys. Here's a local bar where you can find a list of other lawyers who practice this area, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes having a good saying no to a client in a nice way or a potential client in a nice way can go, be really helpful. And, uh, and I don't think I, I don't think I touched on like automations within CRMs. It's that's like a major part of why they're so valuable, uh, essentially, because a lot of these things that you can set up within them with automations, they're things that you can do where you don't have to like touch it anymore. You don't have to like lift the finger as far as following up, you know, what I mean, as far as like sending that email, physically typing it. Um, you can get that done for you using a CRM. And that's kind of, that's definitely one of the more valuable parts of it for sure. Right, well, so that's the, correct. Yeah, I mean, and you gotta figure from the standpoint of if you've got, uh, if it takes you half an hour to put the contract together, if you're spending, you know, 20 minutes sending a bunch of follow-up emails, not only do you have to send them, you have to remember to do them. Whereas with that CRM, it sounds like a lot of that just is gonna run over and over again. And so as you scale your practice, you don't have to hire a person whose entire job is sending follow-up emails over and over again. You can systematize right. it. Right. And, and when you systematize it, you can get their job to be checking over the system. You know what I mean? And like making sure that the system is running it at its most efficient, you know? Um, and I feel like that's a much better use of time overall for your practice than having somebody there like, typing emails or creating contracts or creating invoices. Like if you have somebody kind of just looking over that stuff, you can get them to the higher level thinking as far as your operations go. Makes total sense. All right. So we've got the client, they liked the consult, they liked our follow-up, they e-signed our contract, they're going to the next step. So now once they become a client, what are some of the things we want to make sure our CRM can do? So as far as being a client, you know, some of the things that your CRM can do for you is like collect some of the stuff that you need. So I know like if you're like a, so like, like if you're a personal injury uh, attorney, you might want to collect um, documents. And well, Jordan, you're, you, you've done that before. What are some things that you, you'd be looking to collect, you know, as, after somebody hires you for a personal injury case? Sure. So great. I like you've, you've turned me into the guest and you into the interviewer. I love it. <laughs> Um, you know, look, we're going to get our uh, HIPAA authorizations, we're going to get our PIP releases, we're going to check into any medical records they've already gotten, any medical treatment they've already gotten. Uh, there's a number of things that will take place usually before they hire an attorney. Right. And so using a CRM to kind of guide them through what those things are, as opposed to an email that's like bullet pointed, like, hey, get me this, get me this, get me this, get me this, you know? if you maybe if you can use your CRM, if it has this capability of form building, right, you can send them a form that says, hey, you can find this here, upload it when you find it, you can find this here, upload it when you find it, you know, it's, I feel like it just adds a little bit better of a customer experience to everything. It makes everything a little bit cleaner, uh, nicer to look at. Well, and also, I love it from the standpoint of like you're setting your own expectations, right? Like the client hasn't been through this before, but you've got a thousand clients going through this. And so by setting that where, you know, even just an email like, hey, now that you are hired, expect us to follow up on more information we need from you. And what we talked about at the beginning, you know, if they did a, an hour consultation with you and you got 80% of the data, 
now that sheet comes to them, yeah, it might have 150 questions on it, but it might just be those five documents you need from them and it's confirming the rest. Right. So that kind of, uh, that, you know, that client oversight without them having to just do a ton of legwork. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's kind of my favorite part about CRMs. It's you, like you said, it's what we were talking about with the doctor's office. It's more so it helps you confirm information as opposed to recollecting it. You know what I mean? And like, that's so cool. Cause I know like me, somebody who has filled out a lot of web forms in their life, like I hate refilling out web forms <laughs> with like similar information over and over again to the same time. It's one of the most annoying things on the planet. So like finding some, finding a platform that can uh, send out like pre-filled links for information that you've already kept is beautiful. Like it's beautiful for anybody. It's beautiful for you, the attorney. It's beautiful for the client. And I feel like from a client perspective, it makes them feel like, oh my God, they were listening. Like all this is here. Like it's still here. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this over again. Like they were, like they really are trying to do everything to capture as much for me as they can. And so from that, that initial client phase onboarding, I mean, I love it from the concept of setting the expectation for clients. I love it from the concept of getting those initial documents. And I love it from the standpoint of like letting the client know what to expect now for a lot of firms that might be, you know, Hey, you were working with so-and-so who's their intake team. Now I want you to meet so-and-so who's the paralegal or the attorney on the case or whatever it's going to be along those lines. Any other things that you recommend for that ideal CRM at the you know beginning of hiring stage? Um, in, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really all about what your practice is as far as from, from that point, you know, it's, it's, that's why I say that the most important part is just making sure you can customize it to how you want it. Because I know for instance, can I talk about some platforms? Is that all right? Can I, yeah, sure. Can I talk about? So like, I know for instance, with uh, a platform that, uh, like I like to use called, it's called Lawmatics. Like, uh, you can. It, it does retain a lot of that information. So I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. And so now we've got the client, they're in the, I call it the fulfillment process. So like they were actually doing the legal work they hired us for. We're a little, we're through onboarding. The more ideal of a client you have, the more niche of a practice area you have, I think this becomes easier, but ultimately like you can use the CRM to also sketch out that side of it as well, right? Like all right, we're going to have discovery and then we're going to have motions and then we're going to go to mediation and then we're going to have trial. You can outline that entire process kind of the same as an intake process too. Right. Yeah. And have it uh, help you walk through the different, the different stages of where your cases are. Yeah. And that can, and not only that, but send out correspondence when it happens, you know, automatically. So again, it's not you saying like, Hey, we, you know, we've, your case just moved into this thing. It's here. We're doing this with it. It's if that's standard across how you practice, you know, that's one message, one piece of communication that you send to the person. And that's, you know, something that you no longer have to do one by one. And I always love it from the standpoint of like, again, I go back to your client has no idea what's going to happen or what you're actually doing. And so even just, you know, five automated emails that are like, look, we are researching this issue. We are writing this motion. We are filing this. We are setting this for hearing, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like just those touch points make, I think it's so much easier on the client because they can see the work in essence. Like they can see the stuff moving forward. And people love that. I think one of the things that you talk that you reference comment, like uh, a lot is the, uh, is the Domino pizza tracker. Like I've seen some of your talks, like that's something that you reference kind of, you know, often. And I love it because it's essentially, it's what everybody wants. Like nobody wants to be left in limbo. 
nobody wants to be left waiting. So the, the more communication that you can have with your client, just letting them know like, hey, you know, we're working along, we're moving along, just letting them know it's progressing. Um, I, a lot of people would appreciate that. And honestly, because of how hard it is with how many leads get captured and how many lawyers there are, um, that could be something that may, depending on how effective you are and efficient you are at it, that could be something that ends up being like, you know, unique to your practice, you know, for like letting people know, like being sure to let people know where they are in their process. That could be something unique to your practice because that doesn't happen often across many industries. So, yeah. Yeah, they had um, John Strohmeyer, who runs the Five Star Council pro po uh, podcast, talked about, actually, you know, maybe it wasn't in the podcast, maybe he was talking with them. Anyway, he took all of his reviews and put them into like a word web generator. So it came up with like, what are the words that come up? You know, responsive, uh, considerate, you know, uh, proactive, whatever it was. I would imagine if you did that for any firm with the CRM, you would get so many more positive reviews of that feedback being proactive, kept me informed, up to date, in the loop, whatever it's going to be. Whereas, you know, obviously if you read the, uh, the, what attorneys get punished for most frequently, that is the, look, if you steal from clients, you're going to get punished. But the other one becomes like that lack of contact, you know, that lack of not calling them back, not updating them on the case for like incredibly long periods of time. Right. And, and how understand, like from you, a lawyer perspective, how understandable is that with how many leads are coming in at a time? It, well, it's not to me because you're in essence ruining all of your marketing. Like if you do a terrible, I shouldn't say ruining, if you do a terrible client experience side, you have to constantly chase new leads. Whereas if you get this CRM lined up and you do great legal work supported by great systems here, then I think you turn so many clients into referral sources and raving fans and repeat business and whatever that like you've in essence created this larger marketing team behind you of clients who are like, Oh my God, you know, I, I, especially the ones who've had two cases, you know, Hey, I went to law firm X, never heard from them. I went to, you know, Jordan's law firm. And Oh my God, I got 40 emails exactly as I needed them throughout the entirety of the case. I knew what was going on. It was proactive. I didn't have to call them and ask. I knew they were working on my case, things like that. I mean, it's, it's crazy to see how quickly that can, I want to say snowball, but in a good way can dovetail into, you know, some giant firms. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Like, you know, with you saying that follow-up is a major issue as far as, you know, lawyers go, it just makes me think, why doesn't everybody have a CRM? You know what I mean? If like, that's, that's because that's, that's like one of the main things that I always see that it can always be implemented into at, at minimum, you know, your follow-up process, you know, um, that is my, re I think everybody should have one. And it's not even just lawyers. I mean, for any industry, it, I feel like that's a problem for a lot of industries that serve large groups of people, but are only one thing, you know, everybody needs the ability to follow up. Yeah. I'd be curious to know the largest business that doesn't utilize the CRM in some manner. Like, I'd be curious to know, like, what's the revenue. I'm sure there's some, like, there's gotta be some mass tort firm or PI firm, whatever that takes like 10 cases a year but gets like a hundred million dollar settlement without it. But like in terms of an actual viable business, like, look, you know, Amazon has it up the wazoo, you know, how many people are using, you know, Salesforce Infusionsoft, keep whatever it is along those lines at these giant right. companies. Why? Cause it's effective. Cause it's, it's your way to keep clients, you know, connected to you. Yeah. And, and, and again, not only to keep client clients connected to you, but to keep you connected to clients. And I think that's like also very important, you know, 
Um, maybe, cause like, like I said, there's so much information that you can capture within a CRM down to somebody's birthday if you wanted to. So like, even if you want to say like, hey, today's your birthday, just thinking about you. You know, you can do that using your CRM system. You know, that's like completely doable. Yeah, we had um, one of our uh, registered nurses in the group, Lori, talked about not getting questions answered or getting questions answered is a huge relief for our clients. It's a big letdown when they go to the larger firms and don't hear back. So totally agree. Absolutely. All right. So I want to move into the once the case is over stage and talk about how we can use a CRM to stay top of mind. But before that, anything else to address in that part before they become an alumni client? So I'm, you were talking about, you know, referrals and things like that, but I think, you know, actually, yeah, let's, we'll talk about that in a second, but there is a way to even use a CRM to automate that kind of thing. to even talk to your colleagues, not just your clients, you know? Yeah, totally. You know, I I would have to believe a lot of the initial CRMs were probably more geared for referral sources, staying top of mind and getting those referrals from centers of influence and whatnot. Right. Yeah. I would imagine, I would imagine the same thing. All right. So now I'm uh, we've, we've used a lot of the Stacey Brown Randall language. So I'm going to dive right in. She's the one who calls prior clients, alumni clients. I think it's the most brilliant concept ever because to me, a prior client is like, all right, they're done. An alumni client is like, I'm still going to get money from them. Cause like, if you went to school, the same schools as I do, you get called all the time, give us more money. And I'm like, you give me more education. Right. Happen, but, you know, there's that uh, there's that concept of the alumni status that makes you, you know, more emotionally invested. So what are some of the things we can use our CRM for in that alumni client stage? So I, I like using it for increased education. So you have talked to the like you've talked to the client before you guys have gone through an entire process together. Um, maybe it is business formation. Right. And like you and you and this client have gone through this entire business formation process together and, you know, they're just starting out, they're doing a bunch of stuff. Um, But now there maybe there's more information about just being in business that you can continue to give that proves your value as a, as an attorney, you know? So like, that's something that you can create maybe with like a newsletter or anything, even, even just a newsletter, (laughs) you can send, you can send stuff like that out to your alumni clients. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, the more, the more B2B you are. So obviously a business attorney is, is hugely B2B. The more you can talk about, you know, what other services do you know that the client needs from you that they not may not be aware of from, you know, a family law side, once the, well, family law cases never end, right? Like my family law attorneys know what I'm talking about. So what are, you know, afterwards, what are some of the things to do a modification? What are some of the grounds for it? What are some of the things to look for? You know, what are some of the issues that come up a year, three years, five years down the road that cause the most common, you know, uh, child support modifications and whatnot along those lines for, you know, criminal attorneys. Think about if there's the possibility for early termination of probation or a parole hearing or something along those lines, you know, how can you set that stuff up on a timeline that makes sense to stay in touch with the client so that they're ready to hit the ground running on whatever that follow-up is yeah and so not only you know there's a couple other things you can do with your alumni clients um getting reviews from them there's ways you can use crms to make sure that you are if you had a really good experience with an alumni client you can make sure that they tell people about it because sometimes they don't do it and like they're not thinking about it they just haven't done it because you haven't asked you know 
That's true. Yeah, I mean, we have a ton of clients that we're building NPS scores for, right? Yeah, a ton, a ton. And they're actually one of my favorite things to build because of how they feel. Like, it's just, it just feels so good. <laughs> I, I can't explain that because it's, it's all based off you talking to this person and uh, I, don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for necessarily, but like building a rapport. Right. You know, it's all based on that. And, and if you feel the rapport you built was great and how the client is responding. And based off that, you can mix that human feeling with automation to get yourself reviews. And that's huge. And so just for those of you, so NPS net promoter score. So when you get those things at the bottom, how likely are you to refer us to a friend or family at your, you know, your case management system or whatever? That's what we're talking about recreating for the firm. So they get a, you know, an email or a form or a message that goes to the client. How happy are you with the firm's work so far, et cetera. And then obviously for all those clients who thankfully say they are super happy, five out of five, 10 out of 10, whatever it is, they get immediately sent that review request. If they're not as happy, there's the right follow-up. And if they're super unhappy, then obviously there's the opportunity to kind of step in and, and course correct, hopefully. Right, right, right. And uh, you were talking, you were also talking about in the beginning, uh, we were, we were talking about, you know, you marketing efforts and look at how we're like right back here with where we are in our conversation now, you know, talking about making sure we talk to our alumni clients the correct way. Well, if you're a person that has like multiple practice areas at your firm, you use the CRM in the front end to figure out what kind of category to put these clients in like what niche of your firm to put them in. And now you can use some of that information there, where you found them, uh, what practice area they were, you know, that they came to you for. And you can use that over here when they're an alumni client to talk to them some more about, maybe you found them on Instagram. So maybe you talk to them about Instagram or you talk to them about uh, traffic tickets, depending on, you know, the practice area that they came to. So like we're talking about, it can be used at the front end, the back end, the middle, all in a line. And that's what, that's kind of what makes it so beautiful. Yeah. I always, you know, I always hate, we talk about that. Everybody's concept of that funnel, right? You get the lead coming in and they fall out at the bottom. And even, I don't think that covers it. So oftentimes I like to think of like a link in a chain. So you've got like the, the ad goes to the landing page, goes to the website, goes to the console, whatever. And even that doesn't really encapsulate a CRM. From the CRM side, really, it's the circle of life. It's the circle of cases. It's getting that, you know, lead as a happy client the whole way through, then back to either a referral source or repeat business or whatnot, and just continuing that cycle um, over and over again, as best as possible, as ethically as possible when they really need it. You know, it may not be every practice area, but right. opportunities are there. For sure. For sure. All right. So anything else that you want to make sure that we cover? Um that CRMs, you can use them for anything, honestly. Like, um, like, like I was saying, I, you know, I also, you know, do some other things outside of work, right? So I built a CRM for keeping myself on a schedule of how I want to make music, you know? And it's something where I load a file and it tells me and it helps, it makes me book a session. And then it helps me send off my files. So my mixing engineers, like, like I said, it's all about customizing, understanding your process and figuring out where you can use a CRM to help you in your process. It's not going to do everything for you unless you understand what is going on, you know? Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I always get the, the lawyers ask the, the wrong question. I know, shocker. 
but it's always the like, well, what can you have a CRM do for me? And I'm always like, no, 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 no. It would be amazing if a CRM did what for you, like flip the question the other way and really focus on that. Like, cause you'll get, you know, we all like to think that we are uh, special unicorns and we're usually wrong, but we do always have like that one thing where we really, you know, we want to bring the, the client that giant oversized check. Great. Set that as a task when the case is closed in the CRM. You know, you've got the right swag, you know, shock and awe package, send that to the right team to get that off. I mean, like whatever it is, really think about what are the things in the firm I'm doing over and over again? What are the things I wish were faster, automated, more consistent, whatever it is, and then see how it, you can get those accomplished with the CRM. Uh, I heard last week of a person, somebody that I was talking to, they said that they integrate like Zapier into their CRM. And so Zapier is a, is a platform that allows you to connect programs to other programs. So I can collect a, collect a record in a Google form and then do something with it in another, do something with that record in another platform. So I've heard of, uh, last week I was talking to somebody about their CRM and they told me about how when somebody hires, they have a zap, they'll use that information. They have that zap fill out information with like a, one of their marketing vendors. And then it helps create like calendars and cups and shirts that they then send out to that client as a thank you. So look at that. It's like, as soon as it's hired, it goes and it creates a t-shirt for them. And then it uses the the address in there to create a packing slip. And then somebody just drops a shirt and a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's great. It's really, it's the coolest. It's one, that's one of the coolest ways I've seen a CRM get extended into other, other parts. Way to blow our upcoming release, man. <laughs> Sorry. No, Sorry. that's okay. All right. Um, so as we get towards the end here, I want to do something a little bit different in this episode, uh, just because I've got Thane here. We've got Breezy here as well. So for those of you that don't know Breezy, because I reference him on probably every episode, but you really never see him. Breezy is our producer behind the scenes who run these episodes. However, this will be the last episode that Breezy will be producing. So although you cannot see the single solitary tear that is slowly running down his face, um, I do want to give him probably his final shout out of uh, of thanks for everything that he's done for all of our, I don't know, 90, 90 guests, 100 guests of these episodes that have all had the opportunity to have Breezy make them look good. Certainly he makes me look good because I do nothing for these uh, episodes. Everything else that you see that's awesome is not done by me. So I just wanted to take a moment to give him a huge thank you and a big congrats. He is uh, going back to his sort of former job at a bank, but in a much, much higher level position. So we wish him the best. All right. And on that note, we, we have potentially one other piece of cool information, but I don't know that we're allowed to share that. So we'll save that one for next week in theory. Um, so our next episode, for those of you that are here, we will still have the Exhibit A show. That is not ending with Breezy's time leaving us. So Monday, October 25th, 3.30 p.m. So right now it's, what is it? It's 2.10 to start at 1.30? 1.30, yeah. Okay. So on Monday, October 25th, two hours later than you watched this episode, um, we have Wilfred Kren on. Wilfred's going to talk about how you can't pour for an empty cup, how to focus on your mental health to grow your firm. Obviously, those of you that follow me know that I am huge on all of this when it comes to uh, being happy with what you're doing, because I think that's what truly allows you to help as many people. If you are miserable, you're not in the position to help other people. Um, so that'll air on Monday, October 25th, 3.30 p.m., Wilfred Crenn. 
Uh, but Thane, I'm not going to let you go just yet. So for every attorney listening to this, watching this, whatever it is, who wants to be the exhibit A of a successful attorney, if they have listened to you chat for 40 minutes, remember absolutely nothing except this. What is the biggest piece of advice that you want to make sure you share with as many attorneys as possible? Biggest piece of advice that I would share with, with as many attorneys as possible. Okay. Understand where you are falling short and use, try to figure out how you can use a CRM to pick up there for you. Um, it's possible. You know, it's definitely possible that you can do it, but it's more about identifying, being honest about the place where you fall short and then ask us how we can help you get a CRM to help you no longer fall short in that place. There we go. What a wonderful, what a wonderful sales pitch at the end. Um, and honestly, you know, that that's great. Um, for those of you that want to learn more about CRMs, we have our free Facebook group, Solutions for Lawyers by Lawyers. That is totally free. We will be doing a webinar. It is going to be on Tuesday, November 9th at 1.30. So Tuesday, November 9th at 1.30. You have to be in the group to get it. And we will do a more specific webinar on CRMs and walk you through some of the things on how to build, what to do, and the more specific takeaways. So I think this was a great starter for that and kind of that overarching picture. But if you want the nuts and bolts, you've got to join our Solutions for Lawyers by Lawyers Facebook group, totally free, and come to our webinar on November 9th at 1.30. With that, thank you, Thane. And truly, 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 thank you, Breezy. Um, Nicole Hung says, great job. And obviously, everybody listening and watching this should agree, because but for Breezy, this would never have happened. So. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Have a great week. See you all back here on Monday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of a successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com, E-A-S-E.